All right, hallelujah. How many of you guys in here were blessed by all those testimonies? Praise the Lord. Uh, you know, um, you know, sometimes at the retreat when I was in Australia, uh, there was one night where uh, I was scheduled to preach, and uh, I was fully intending on preaching, uh, but uh, Mina and Aaron shared their testimonies, and uh, God's Spirit just started to really move in a different way, and uh, I never got to preach that night. Uh, I didn't have to because God's power was being released through testimonies, and so uh uh, today, um, um, I'm not going to preach. Uh, I'm just going to just uh, follow the leading of the Spirit right now. Uh, I'm just going to share with you maybe two more testimonies uh, from Australia. And I'm just going to kind of open up the altar for, I see a lot of new faces here. And I believe that you're here by divine appointment. And we believe that God's speaking to you through all these different testimonies of how God's touched people's lives, how God has used them on the missions field. Uh, the kinds of transformations they've seen in people's lives that they've touched. Um, and we believe that the power of God is being released even right now. Uh, so I'm not going to preach. I'm just going to kind of share a few more testimonies. Um, while we were uh, at the retreat in Australia, uh, there was a gentleman, there was a young man named David Cho. And uh, I met him on the bus ride to the retreat. And uh, I noticed that uh, uh, he came over and started talking to Pastor Joshua. Pastor Joshua is the... Uh, the lead pastor of New Life Church, the church that we um, went to for the retreat. And uh, as, pa- as David was talking to Pastor Joshua, I noticed that uh, uh, Pastor Joshua, at one moment, he just kind of got up out of his chair and he, and he moved to the, another side of the bus. And so that left David and I alone and we ended up talking. And I thought he was a nice gentleman at, at the beginning, but I was wondering why did Pastor Joshua just get up in the middle and move? Uh, few minutes later, or more like 20 minutes later, I found out why. All right, this gentleman, David, he's a, he's a great young man, uh, but this, this homeboy can talk. All right? uh, I was tired. I just got off of a flight. Uh, clearly, it showed in my face that I was kind of like, I, I'm a little narcoleptic, so I was kind of almost like falling asleep while he's talking. He, he couldn't take a hint. Right? I was just kind of, you know, you know, he was talking to me. I was kind of look the other way, you know, just kind of look away a lot. You know, but he, he just kept talking, talking, talking. He told me everything about his life. Talking me about like his employment situation at Apple computers. Uh, and I felt like a responsibility to try to kind of heal him because I used to work for Apple and, uh, I love Apple computers and he got burned by them and, and, uh, he was sharing with me, uh, just that he was, uh, just suffering from depression and that uh, it was physically manifesting and, uh, he was missing days from work, uh, and it's just life was a wreck. His life was just a wreck. And, man, I just, I just did not have the alertness to try to minister to him on the bus. So I, I just prayed a prayer, uh, just asking God for his grace. I said, Lord, just get David to just, just settle down and be quiet. Let us get it to that retreat center as soon as possible. And, Lord, I just pray that during the retreat, you give me an opportunity to minister to him. Right? And so at the retreat, um, God really gave me more opportunities than I needed to minister to David. Every chance he get, he will come up to me and say, Hey, Pastor Christian, you got to help me get healed. On the bus, I just spoke into his life. I didn't know how God was going to do it. I just said, David, look at me. I'm going to just speak some words of hope to you. You need hope right now. You've been struggling with this for many, many, many years. 
Right? He's been struggling with this for like eight, ten years. I said, you know what? The devil's telling you that you're never going to get better. But I'm telling you right now, Jesus is going to set you free. At this retreat, you're going to get completely healed. Do you believe these words? And he just looked at me and said, well, how, Pastor Christian? You've got to tell me how. What are the steps I need to take? What do I do? What if I, I, I get healed, but then I lose my healing? What do I do? I was like, bro, man, just settle down, be quiet. Let God do his thing. I just spoke the words of life. And during the retreat, uh, he, kept, he kept coming up to me. And he just made sure that, that I did not forget about him. And I did not forget about him. Uh, there are several altar calls where uh, people will come up to me. And, and I will do healing and deliverance with them right there on the altar or inside of uh, in the side room. And uh, David would always try to get a hold of me. But other people would go first. So he actually, um, the second to last night, came up to me and said, Christian, you still haven't helped me. What do I do? I can't sleep. I, I, what am I going to do about my life? You know, I can't hold a job. You know, and he was just like, and I, and I said, hey, brother, let me, let me pray with you right now. Tomorrow, I promise you, tomorrow, I promise you that we will meet and Jesus is going to heal you. I can't do anything for you, but Jesus will do it for you. The Holy Spirit, the power of the Holy Spirit is going to hit you and you are going to never be the same again. And I said, let me just pray for you. So I prayed a prayer similar to Martin. I said, Lord, just in, in, in the next day, I pray you will completely, fully heal David. Amen. Amen. And he couldn't sleep during the retreat. So I actually prayed. I said, Lord, give him peace tonight as he sleeps. Next day during breakfast, he came up to me and said, I actually had restful night of sleep last night. Thank you, Pastor Christian. And he was very hopeful of the evening. So on that last night, uh, him and his younger brother, they came up to the altar for the fire, the fire of God to fall. And uh, man, we were just praying for people and he was just crying out. He was lifting his hands, just crying out. And the, after the altar call, uh, right on the stage, I just started to minister to him. And I just started to probe into his life and I asked the Holy Spirit, lead the way. And he immediately started to open up. And what had happened to David was about, about nine, ten years ago, his parents got a divorce. And as his parents were getting a divorce, uh, he didn't know how to respond to it. So he, he was um, very, he ended up staying with his mother. And his mother really caused a lot of wounds. But the words that she said with a lot of the attacks that she would bring to him. And he was actually experiencing depression after dealing with his, divorce, his parents' divorce. But his mom had no compassion on him dealing with the depression. So instead of helping, she was making it worse. He was just getting more and more and more worse. And so he's opening up to me about all this. And so the Holy Spirit, we just, I just kind of led him through a prayer. And we just started to probe his memories. And we and led him through a prayer to forgive his father, to forgive his mother, uh, to forgive Apple computers. Um, we did a lot of forgiveness. Right? And then I asked him, what is the most painful memory that you remember from the divorce? And uh, David, he remembered this one instance. The day that he found out his parents were about to get divorced... He had gone into his room onto a corner and he was just crying and weeping by himself. And he, he said, Chris, Brother Christian, Pastor Christian, I don't have to worry about remembering this because I'm blessed with a great memory. It's a blessing and a curse. And this has been a painful memory that I cannot erase. And I said, well, let, don't, don't leave the memory. Just let's go back to that memory. And this is called an inner healing prayer. Some people may not be open to this. You may have never seen this done before. This is a ministry that Jesus does through our church. 
And so I said, just stay in that memory. I know it's painful. Just stay there. What do you see? What, what are you wearing? And he's just describing to me everything that he can possibly describe to me. I said, what are you doing? I'm just crying. I'm crying. What do you feel? I feel hopeless. You know, I feel like it's my fault. And all these lies and feelings of the enemy, it was, he was just describing it to me. And I said, I want you to do something interesting for me right now. David, well, this is all going on while other people are getting prayed for. I said, David, I want you to invite Jesus into that room. And he said, how do I do that? I said, just invite him. <laughs> Dude, just do it, man. Just invite him. And I said, and we just started praying. And I just started praying a little bit in the spirit over him. And he started inviting Jesus into the memory. And I said, what do you see? He said, lo and behold, he saw Jesus walk into the room. Memory that he had experienced and remembered one way. God in his sovereignty was starting to change that memory. And so I said... I was just wanting to make sure that this is real, right? And so Jesus walks into the room and I said, I want you to keep praying. Invite him more into that memory. And so the more we pray, I said, what do you see? And he says, Jesus is sitting on the bed. And I said, what is he saying? He said, he ain't saying nothing. Jesus is just looking at me. But there's something comforting about the look of Jesus right in that moment. And I said, David... Don't stop there. Just keep inviting Jesus into that memory. And we're praying for a while, a few more minutes. And then I eventually, I said, what do you see? And he said, Jesus got up off the bed and he's sitting next to me. And he's just saying simple words that it's going to be okay. It's going to be all right. And, he, and by this time, he's just, he's just so amazed and he's just weeping and crying and the amazing thing about this is the very next day he came up to me after this prayer session that night, when we got done praying, he looked up at me and he said, Christian, Pastor Christian, I feel lighter. I feel better. I know I'm better. I feel, I feel, I, I can tell I'm better. Like physically, you can feel the healing. The depression got lifted right in that moment through the prayer time. And then the next day he came up to me and he said, Christian, I just feel so much healthier. I just feel like this is what freedom is. Right? And this brother David, man, he is a gifted young man. He's a gifted young man. He has gifts in writing. Um, he, he talks a lot, but uh, that, can be, that can be a good thing. God can use that. And uh, brother David, I know you're listening. And God's going to use you in a powerful way. He's going to use you in a very powerful way. He's going to listen to this podcast. And, and I'm just continue to speak into his life. Because what I saw on the bus was more than God's going to heal you. God's going to raise you up as a mighty warrior. God's going to use your giftings, which are kind of annoying me right now. God's going to turn them around and use it to glorify his name. Hallelujah. You know, David, um, he had hope to get healed. Because I told him another testimony of someone at our church that got healed. You know, our brother Larry here. Right, he's another man that has certain gifts that could be kind of annoying. But God is turning them around to, to minister to people. Where are you at, Larry? Oh, he's in the back right there. Larry, about a year and a half ago, he came to our church. He, did, he, he grew up in the church, but he did not know Christ. He did not have a relationship with God. He was under severe clinical depression. He was spending all his money on psychiatrists. He was paying for the most expensive psychiatrist in Korea. 
because his, he goes, he graduated from Seoul National University. So his parents really saw that he's gifted, but this depression was just not lifting. So years, Larry was struggling with this. He came to our church and just through a month of simple Bible studies and praying over him, he got completely set free. And he got healed. And I just told David that story. I said, look, this guy at my church, right? This guy named Larry at my church, he got completely delivered from depression. And God will do the same thing for you. Because that's the nature of our God. He heals. He sets free. Hallelujah. And uh, man, God really set David free. Let me read to you what David wrote on my Facebook wall. He says, since the battlefield retreat, our church has been turned on its head. The building is the same. The faces are the same. But the people are completely different. What are you going to do about this, Pastor Christian? You need to check him, Joe. Which means in Korean, you need to take responsibility for this. Um, David's life has been completely radically transformed by the power of God, by the ministry of the Holy Spirit. Uh, there was another young man named Peter. Uh, Peter came up to me after one of the altar calls one night and he said, Christian, I got to talk to you. And he didn't really know his Bible. He grew up in the church, but he wasn't a very strong Christian. Right? And uh, I have a gift. God's put a gift on me. And it's, called, it's, it's a certain anointing upon me that when people meet me, they tell me their life story. I don't have to even ask for it. I'll just say, you know, hey, man, how was chicken? How was, the, how was your lunch? You know, how was this? And then they'll just start telling me this life story. So this guy, he just talks to me. He's like, I, don't, I have these questions. And we never got to those questions because he started opening up his life story. And so I led him through a prayer. Uh, what had happened was uh, Peter had gotten into a rebellious stage. And during the stage, he got into a fight with his father. And he hit his father. He like punched him. And, and he was just so burdened with guilt he just he just hated himself for having done that and and it was just it was like a prison that he was living in and it's made his rebellion worse right on top of this this rebellion had led him through uh to 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 get involved with drugs he was doing all kinds of uh three kinds of drugs that we we pray for uh you know he was living a, a promiscuous lifestyle with his girlfriend and he had joined a chinese uh, asian gang and so all four of those things, right there, I just led Peter to pray for him. And we, we, I led him through the steps. I gave him the word of God and said, look, you got to obey this. And so we, we had him repent and to forgive uh, himself for hitting his father. And it, it just, the chains were being loosed. Next, we had him confess and repent and renounce for his sins for using drugs, for getting involved you know, sexually. And then uh, lastly, we had him renounce his ties with his gang. And he knew it wouldn't be easy. And this gang wouldn't just let him go. And I told him just in the long run, they, look, dude, if they, if they try to threaten your life or do anything like that, you just pray and you stick with it. And you trust God to get you out of there. Right? And he renounced all ties. He cut all ties. Right? And, uh, and he just had a clean slate to work with from there on. And he had so many questions because he didn't know the Bible. Right? But, you know, different team members prayed for him and he got filled with the Spirit little by little. And man, let me tell you, the Sunday after the retreat, man, he... He came into the Sunday service. And the moment he came into Sunday service, God's spirit put it on my, my, my spirit said, he just messed up last night. He messed up. He made a mistake last night. 
And I said, oh, man, Lord, that's exactly what I don't want to see. You know, people, when they get set free, they need to really walk in that freedom. What's up with that? Man, come on, Peter. And Holy Spirit, don't say that to him. So just love him. That's all he needs right now. He's going he's gonna to be all right. Just show him some love. And so I said, Lord, just give me that love that you have for Peter. I just went right up to him. I just looked at him during the fellowship time. They have this like time where they go around shaking hand, everybody's hand. I went up to him. I just looked at him. And he said, Pastor Christian, I got to talk to you. I didn't say nothing. He just came up. He said, I got to talk to you. I messed up last night. And he opened up and he confessed that he messed up. He made a mistake. You know, smoked up some weed, whatever, you know. And he said, but you know what? He said, I promise you, Pastor Christian, I will never touch those drugs again. I messed up last night, but I promise you, I will never touch those drugs again. And you know what? I believed him. Somehow, I knew he had a stronger resolve then than when he had a couple nights before. And hallelujah, man. This, this young man is, is just so excited. This is what pa- Peter wrote on my Facebook wall. Hallelujah. I said, Peter, hey, bro, pray for me. I'm going to Cambodia and Thailand. Pray for my health. Pray for anointing. Uh, I hope you're keeping strong and getting deeper into God's word and his presence. Peter wrote back and said, hey, am I happy to hear from you? I will pray for all those things happily and much more. I believe that my relationship with God is getting stronger with each day that passes. God has answered what you have hoped for. Ha, 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 ha. All the best wishes for your team in Cambodia. May God's blessing for your team never end. Then he wrote back a little, uh, a few days later, he said, Hey, yo, good to hear from you. Pastor Christian, I believe that it would be a blessing and much appreciated by the people in Sydney if you could video record and post the testimonies from all four teams. He, 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 pretty please. We are all dying to hear it. I'm getting goosebumps just thinking about it. I, just a few months before this, he's beating up people on the streets and robbing them. That's not the way he talks. I, 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 I hope that's not the way he talked while he's in the gang. And then recently he wrote this. He said, this is just the other day. He said, he says, I am growing in his presence each and every day. Undeniably awesome. This gentleman, Peter, man, God just set him free. God set him free. Hallelujah. I'm going to write, let me read to you a couple other emails that I got from the people in New Life. And uh, one of New Life's sisters is here. She, you moved to Korea, right, Julie? All right, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. God's got a purpose for you here. Uh, sister named Sonia, she wrote this. She wrote, hey, hey, Pastor Christian, I can't even begin to put into words how much God has blessed me this past retreat. I really shake, at head, I really shake my head at the thought that I have forgotten the power of God all this time. I have been struggling with identity issues and depression just weeks before the retreat. But God has just shot me down with his love. I will never be the same again. There's another gentleman named Matt. Uh, this is the praise leader from their church. He says, hi, Christian. Firstly, I want to thank you again from the bottom of my heart for your obedience and ministry in Australia a couple of weeks ago. Seriously, I am writing this email to you just one Sunday since your team has left. And with no exaggeration, it feels like a different church. Praise God. Hallelujah. And I'm going to read to you an email from our sister Sasha. Our sister Sasha was the one that God used to make this retreat happen. You see, she was in Korea at our church for a few months. And then she went back to Australia. 
And when she went back to Australia after tasting how good and powerful and good our God is here in our church, she went back and she was so longing for that in Australia at New Life, at their church there. And, but it just wasn't there. And so she prayed this prayer. She said, Lord, if I can't go to New Philly in Korea, Lord, bring New Philly to me. That was her prayer. And it's so weird. When I was the, I, the first time I went in February, I went in February and in July. When I went, went in February, I could sense that right off of her. I could look at her and I could sense the prayer she was praying. And the exact words of her prayer were, Lord, I can't go to Korea, so bring New Philly to me. Bring JSCM here to, to Australia. And the amazing thing is, just within a few months, God answered that prayer. God opened up Pastor Joshua's heart and brought us, uh, and not just me as a guest speaker, but our team from Korea, or from our church here, and we went. This is what she wrote recently. She said, Hallelujah, praise be to God. Holy, holy is the Lord Almighty. God is definitely epic. With a K. I had to stop myself from writing an email on Thursday after you guys left because I was getting all emotional. So I decided to wait until my emotions calmed down a little. Ha ha. It amazes me that God had planned this so many years ago. What would have happened if I didn't go to Korea in 2008? What would have happened if I didn't go through the struggles before I left for Korea? If I didn't meet Jane Han at a conference before she left for Korea? Only God would have known. Every appointment, place, person, and meeting was thought out by God. How amazing is that? The spiritual warfare that everyone experienced before the retreat was so intense. Never before in new life history have we experienced a stirring and a hunger for his presence before the retreat. It will always, it will always, it will always happen after the retreat. This year's retreat had the biggest attendance. Uh, they had about 70, 80 people. And when we heard the news, and our team actually prayed that it would double. And they actually saw about 150 to 170 in attendance at the highest uh, attendance on last night. Our average in the past years were about half the number that attended this year's retreat. Even the day before the retreat, the retreat center was still under construction. What seemed so impossible for man was possible with God. Everyone can't stop talking about you guys. How everyone wants to be like you guys. They want to walk in the anointing. They want to carry and spread the fire. They want to have the the favor that you guys have. Favor wherever you guys go. We had our Touch of Heaven prayer meeting. That's their Friday fire. That's their evening prayer meeting. We had our Touch of Heaven prayer meeting yesterday and we had 82 people. The hall was packed. They have more people going there than our Friday fire. We might have to move into our sanctuary for our prayer meetings from now on. Ha 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 ha. <laughs> the prayer team led us into a time of prayer. Bora, Danny, and Grace all led us boldly and with power into several prayer points each. We had six people share their testimonies. Anna, Kyungtek, Matt Kang, Albert Tran, Edward, and Young. All men except one. I should have recorded them for you all. I will definitely record them from now on. More testimonies to come. There were a lot of people at the prayer meeting who were so touched by everyone's testimony. There were a few that didn't have the fire but wanted to have the fire. So I prayed for them and the fire fell on them. Hallelujah. After the prayer meeting, everyone was coming up to me saying that they understand me now. Understanding why I was manifesting, why I love you guys so much, and why I can't stop talking about my experiences in Korea. Ha ha ha. Now they have been asking me for my help and asked me to continue to pray for them. Thank you so much for coming down to Sydney. Uh, Lord, may you bless them a hundredfold in return. Showers of blessing and much favor from the Lord. I believe we will be doing ministry together in the future. Divine partnership, baby. Smiley face. 
missions trip together, world conferences together, blessing the nations together. One of my prayers was, Lord, if you're not going to send me to Korea, bring New Philly to me. And so he did. And he answered all my prayers. Amen. Hallelujah. Yeah, praise the Lord for what he did in Cambodia, in Thailand, in Myanmar, in the lives of the people that went on these trips, and especially for Australia. And I think Australia deserves special mention because this is not just going there. We have no language barrier with Australia. There is a partnership that God is forming very strongly at this hour. And while I was there at the retreat, God gave me a prophetic word. And God will confirm this in his own time. But he gave me a prophetic word and said, He's going to raise up a team from New Life Church to go to the United States. And just as we were sent from Korea to Australia, they're going to be sent from Australia to America to set revival fires in America. Like Chicago, Philadelphia, wherever the fire of God needs to fall, they're going to go and do it. And when I shared that word with the church, man, they got so excited. They are preparing for it right now. They don't even know how to get there, but they're preparing for it right now. And praise the Lord. God's going to open up those doors. And no one can shut those doors. Amen? Yeah. Hallelujah. So, you know what? Enough of the talk. Uh, we want to offer an opportunity right now uh, for people to get prayed for. If these testimonies that you heard from Caroline, you heard about from our Australia team of what God did in the lives of people that were there. If you, if you haven't been walking with the Lord and you've been feeling distant from God. And you know you're struggling, but you know God's got a purpose for your life. And Satan's been attacking you. He's been oppressing you. And you want out. You want to live free. You want to know what Caroline experienced. You want to learn. You want to know what it means to be free. To feel, ah, this is freedom. The Bible says it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. He died on that cross not only to cleanse you and forgive your sin, but to set you free. So that you experience the freedom of God while you're here on this earth. In the land of the living, you will see God's goodness. So right now, we're going to open it up. Praise team, come on up right now. All right. If there's anyone in here that you want to receive prayer, just as we pray for people in Australia, we pray for people in Myanmar and Cambodia and Thailand, we want to offer time today. And this is not something that I planned out, but I believe that this is something God had already in mind before the service started. And we just want to pray with you. If you want to come up to the front and stand here, And tell the Lord that you want to give him a fresh surrender. You want to repent from your ways. And you want to truly live for the glory of God. You want to get filled by the fire of God. I want you to come up and stand up here right now. We're going to pray for you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Holy Spirit, draw each and every person that you're calling upon right now. I pray you would draw them by your spirit. Where their legs are weak and they don't want to come up, I pray that you would just move them, Lord. Just, just, just draw them near by your love and your grace. Hallelujah. Come on up if that's you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus.